Good afternoon, everybody. It's writer Carlton Holden. Uh, today's topic is how to learn a foreign language. Uh, many people who really know me, uh, especially uh, from back in high school and so forth, in my younger years, knew me as um, a foreign language a fanatic, uh, specifically German. If you've read uh, or bought my book, Brush Up on Your German, or the uh, companion workbook, uh, that is a result of all my immersion in the German language. Now, you'll see it also in my fiction books, like When Leaves Cry. Uh, when I did When Leaves Cry, uh, I had to use some South African and Nigerian words in there um, that my co-writer co uh, used and also um, that I learned through my own research. Um, and you'll also see it in my books like Cuando las hojas lloran, which is a translation of When Leaves Cry, into Spanish. Uh, Niger Baby, which is another uh, Nigerian-based uh, book uh, that is set in Lagos, Nigeria, and also Port Harcourt, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Uh, so you'll see some Yoruba, Ibu uh, words in there. Uh, and now Soot, my English book uh, that talks about my uh, main character who's a teacher who's being stalked by his personal trainer. Now that book I translated into Portuguese and German. And for that, uh, it took uh, much dedication uh, to get it put into both of those languages. Uh, certainly much more for Portuguese because um, I was pretty much a novice when I approached the language, but I certainly was able to get it done uh, after some uh, double, triple checking, and so forth. Uh, now, the Damascene court involved Arabic words, and so you'll see spices of that uh, because uh, the main family in that book is from Syria. So I uh, put in some Arabic words to give it a natural uh, or native um, flair there. Now, in general, just going back to the meat of what this podcast is about today, again, how can you master a foreign language? How can you get to a point where you are able to express yourself um, in a conversation, in writing, uh, improve in speaking and in comprehension? Well, let's focus on those four areas. That's one thing I will always remember. Um, I'm, my parents bought us uh they were called the world book encyclopedia and i will never forget uh one day i looked up this information in one of the uh encyclopedias on learning foreign languages and i learned one important fact uh that i'll share with you right now and that is you have to focus on four areas understanding speaking reading and writing and when i say understanding that's your passive ability to comprehend a foreign language when it's being spoken to you. It's a passive uh, ability or capacity. Speaking it, of course, is when it comes to expressing your own thoughts, uh, engaging in conversation, uh, and expressing, again, what it is that you want in an active capacity. Uh, reading, again, that's a passive uh, ability. Um, being able to pick up a novel, for example, and reading that language, uh, or even the Bible. I, I know me, 
uh, lately to improve my Spanish. I've been doing my Bible readings in Spanish and I also have the German there to make sure I stay fresh with my own German. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, are you able to to follow the story in that language? And now uh, when it comes to uh, the last one, writing, uh, are you able to express yourself in a written capacity? Can you uh, conduct a diary uh, in that language? And those are certainly some um, lofty or virtuous goals to pursue. So I, I would encourage anybody uh, because I, I can say gratefully I've come to the point where when it comes to German, I'm able to uh, watch like my favorite uh, German detective series. It's called Derek. Uh, and I'm able to follow it. Uh, it's as if watching something in English. Uh, every now and then, I have to rewind. But for the most part, I really can follow it. And that comes from uh, years of immersion in the language. And that's certainly something I'd like to emphasize. Uh, when you approach a foreign language, you want to approach it like a child. And that's the advantage a child has on an adult. A child can just sponge up knowledge. Uh, I, I, I know kids who speak three, four, five different languages, especially, for example, when I visited South Africa. Um, it's a natural thing for a child there to know Zulu, uh, Susutu, uh, Venda, English, of, certainly, um, and countless other languages. Uh, even the slang and they just switch back and forth as if it's nothing um and so that is something that i certainly am a firm believer in you want to approach it like a child would uh, as adults we we after you pass the age of of 10 uh this is what i remember learning from that um article in the world book encyclopedia that i referred to earlier uh it said that after 10 years old, it becomes more difficult uh, to learn a foreign language. So ideally, you pick up a language um, before the age of 10 or by the age of 10, because afterwards, you've already uh, formulated a certain way of thinking uh, when it comes to picking up a language. And so you have more barriers to overcome. But the advantage of being an adult is that uh, you can go about it in a more deliberate way you learn the rules of grammar um and you can again like i said go about it in a more deliberate way versus just the natural way uh as a child does children do tend to to struggle with rules uh when it comes to uh rules of grammar and so forth but they are they're much 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 better at picking up a foreign language in a natural way um but again uh, when it comes to understanding, now something that I learned uh, years ago, I used to always get cassettes from the library. That, that's a, uh, if you want to just uh, find out a, a quick way, a cheaper way to pick up a language, go to a lot, local library and check out some cassette tapes, some videos, DVDs, uh, CDs, um, even if you're watching a streaming service like Netflix um, or Stars, for example, I have both of those. Check and see under the options if you can look, listen to the audio in whatever foreign language you're trying to learn. Uh, again, lately, I've, I've watched a lot of language, a lot of movies, 
uh, lately in Spanish to improve my Spanish. Um, and also to keep up with my German, I might flip over to German and just make sure that I, you know, keep my skills sharp there. And you'd be surprised at how much you can understand and follow just by paying close attention to body language. That's another thing I've learned. Pay attention to body language, everything that a person is expressing in their face, what they're doing with their hands, what's going on around them, what kind of setting are they in. Always pick up on all those cues and be immersed in what's going on uh, when you are learning a language. But that's, again, another tip. Uh, you Utilize those options and change the track, uh, the audio track, when you're listening to a mo watching a movie on a streaming service and switch it to Spanish or French or whatever you're trying to learn, if they have it available. Uh, even if they don't, you can check the subtitles. They might have the subtitles there, and you can read the subtitles in that language uh, to be able to uh, see it and hear it in your language and then at the same time uh, read it in that foreign language. And you'd be surprised at what happens is as over time, you continue to practice, practice, practice. Um, seek out native speakers. I know, uh, and this goes hand in hand with my next point, if you have the luxury of going to the country where they speak that language, I certainly encourage you to do that. Um, my German skyrocketed. Um, after I visited Germany the first time, which was only one month, I spent two weeks with a native, with a, a German host family uh, that I stayed in touch with even throughout my college years. And I visited them on, on, on breaks there. Um, and then I came back uh, in college during my junior year. And I actually enrolled in uh, lectures and I did my, co my coursework in German. Um, all my lectures were in German. All my papers were in German. Of course, all my resources. Um, we did have some help. We did have a tutor who was a master's candidate, I think, at the time. Um, and so they helped us with notes and things like that. But some of the, uh, one or two of the courses that I took had none of that. I was completely on my own, which I wanted anyway. Uh, so I was, I, I had, I was completely, completely, immer completely immersed in the German language. Um, I did my banking in German. I, I shopped in German. I even saw a couple movies for the first time in German. Uh, What's Love Got to Do With It um, is one example. Um, that was the, the first time I'd ever seen that movie um, starring Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. I saw it in German. It was very, it was very interesting to, to experience that uh, but it really helped me to immerse myself in the language um, and again when I first visited Germany it was like uh, I really I'd gotten I was coming from getting all this praise when I was in the United States to how good my German was and then when I got there I dealt with native speakers who spoke a whole lot faster used slang and they also had certain dialects or accents um, affected by that dialect and you, you had to you had to really rise to the occasion but I can certainly say that uh, being in Germany and being around native speakers um, really um, it just elevated my German to the next level uh, which is uh, amazing um, again also the next besides after um, developing your 
passive skill of listening, work on your speaking. Use the language. Uh, the second time I was in Germany, also the first time, I was around other people who spoke English. But I decided to, even if they spoke to me in English, I, I, norm I normally answered them in German. I spoke German most of the time. And it really showed uh, and improved my German. Um, I, I, I wanted to make it worthwhile. I had left uh, the United States and gone to, to Germany to, for that purpose. And uh, that was um, the reason why I decided I would immerse myself in the language, just like a child would. And uh, it, it really helped me in the long run. Um, the last two um, areas are reading and writing. I certainly encourage people to get books again um, in the language that you're trying to learn. You can start off in, with easy books, even just something that a child would read. Uh, you can even find some books that are bilingual, for example, Spanish on one page or German on one page and then English on the next page or whatever uh, your native language is. Seek out some bilingual books at a, a reading level that you feel comfortable with. And then you can graduate as time goes on. And like I said, you just, you can read spiritual materials like the Bible or, you know, if you're a spiritual person or um, novels even in that language. Uh, I recently got done uh, reading um, the autobiography of the actor in my favorite German TV series. And it was called uh, Derek und ich, uh, Derek and I. And um, the actor uh, Horst Tappert was talking about his life as an actor um, when he was shooting the series Derek and um, the fans and just um, the ups and downs of being a German star, a German actor, uh, being recognized and things of that nature. But I was able to gain a lot more insight uh, into him because I credit him with really improving my German uh, that I will always be grateful uh, to Horst Tappert and also his co-star uh, uh, Fritz Wepper, uh, who played his uh, sidekick in the detective series. Um, I learned so, so much German uh, on, from the uh, International Television Network. I remember getting up early in the mornings um, throughout the weeks. I think it would be like before going to school, I would watch the uh, Derek um, with the subtitles. Uh, actually, I think the subtitles were actually in German, uh, but uh, I was able to really learn a lot from that series, um, you know, from by and I know this is going back to the the listening, but um, this is just to explain, you know, how I benefited from uh, Horst Tappert's um, acting days. And uh, I, I can appreciate having read his autobiography. Uh, which really helped me again stay fresh with my German. I also learned some new expressions that only a native uh, would know uh, from reading his autobiography. And lastly, the writing. I remember uh, when I was learning German, I would write to-do lists in German. Um, I even did a lot of writing uh, like my journals. I used to have a, a journal or a diary that I uh, kept in German. Uh, whether it was right or wrong was that was the that was secondary. The point is that you just want to try. You will make mistakes, but as time goes along, and you compare your writing with native 
pieces of writing. Let's say you read, you may read a digital newspaper. Um, you have, for example, the uh, Süddeutsche Zeitung, which is the South German newspaper uh, that I used to read a lot online. Uh, you can compare yourself, compare your writing with um, native pieces of writing, like the newspaper, online newspapers, actual um, hard copies of the paper. When I was in Germany, I remember that I used to get the uh, Süddeutsche Zeitung um, and read it. Uh, every now and then and uh, they give it out for free um, at the um, train station the subway station I remember uh, guys to see all the time giving them out for free so I take advantage of that so you can take advantage of all those opportunities uh, to compare uh, your um, like I said your uh, your written German or written Spanish or whatever language you're trying to learn with the native speakers the whole point is to trying to get the thoughts down um, into that language which brings me to the point of thinking in the language. Uh, I certainly am a firm believer that you have to think in that language. Uh, I've always heard it said that you, you want to, you are discouraged from just literally translating from that language. You want to get to a point where you actually think in that language. So your constructions, your mental constructions in that language will easily translate over. Um, to expressing yourself versus always trying to think of uh, exactly the equivalent way of saying it in your native language because it, it, it changes. And so you want to get to a point where you want to get to fluency. That's the whole point. Fluent in your thinking and fluent in the course in your uh, speaking and writing and understanding in that language. And you can only really do that in the truest sense when you can do it with your thoughts in that language. And that comes from practice. Again, I'm a firm believer. We are our habits. And so you want to make it a habit of, of hearing, speaking, reading, writing in that language. Um, and yeah, that is what it comes down to. Um, approach it like a child would. And you can come out on top when it comes to mastering a foreign language. Again, the four areas you want to focus on are understanding, speaking, reading, and writing. This is Carlton Holden signing off. Thank you so much for your support, listening to my podcast and purchasing my books. You can catch me on Amazon in 13 different countries and more. Um, you have certainly certain uh, individual vendors who carry my books. I've seen them in Scandinavia, like Sweden and other places. But thank you so much for your support. Um, I, I love you all. And you do as much for me as I hope I do for you with my books and my podcast. You guys have a wonderful weekend. This is Carlton Holden Writer signing off. Bye-bye.